0: On today's episode, we've got a fantastic guest, Mr. Brian the Kid Callan. This podcast was great. This is the funniest podcast that I've done in a long time. It was actually the most I've laughed in a long time. Brian is an actor, comedian, podcaster. He's been the likes of The Hangover 1 and 2, Ride Along, Old School. And now he's got one of the biggest podcasts in the world with my friend Brendan Sharb, The Fighter and The Kid. And he's absolutely smashing it. We talk about all sorts from reading books, how he's looking young, we talk about motivation, we talk about his passion for comedy, his passion for podcasting and acting, we talk about how if he's ever been starstruck and at the end, Glenn asks him some very interesting questions about what celebrities he thinks are good fighters, good boxers and who he would fight and he calls one celebrity out in particular, you don't want to miss this episode. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and you'll get a notification every time we upload one. And please leave us a nice, honest review on iTunes too. That'll help with our ratings. Here it is, The Boxing Life Podcast with Brian Cullen. Welcome to The Boxing Life Podcast. Today, we've got a great guest, Mr. Brian Cullen. I you Brian. I was going to
1: say a great fighter. Damn it. <laughs> this is Glenn, though. He wanted to show you guys that. You should it's have a reminder, just <laughs> in case. And he's a natural blonde.
0: Yeah, yeah next to him, you've got Glenn Holmes.
1: How's it going, Holmes?
0: Glenn, how's it going? Glenn, Mr. Six Figure, Home, we call him Six Figure because he's earning six figures doing personal training. What about that? Right? that? Yeah. That's right, mate.
1: He's making some money. He's making well, money. I hear from Brennan Schaub that he's the best in the business. Yeah. So who? If that's the case, Brennan Schaub, the big, uh, he's my partner. He's, uh, he's exactly. my underling. He's just one of your clients. He's one of my, he's, oh, yeah. yeah, he works for me. Yeah. He's the big handsome kid with the great hair. So, Brian, pe- yeah. people
0: who don't know you, which... Well, most I mean, people do know Anybody yeah. in the
1: English speaking world knows me.
0: <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, I'm just an actor in Los Angeles, and uh, I've been doing this for 21 years now in LA. I came out to do Mad TV, and now I'm doing The Goldbergs, and in between, I did a bunch of other stuff. Like The Hangovers. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever heard of those movies. You're welcome in advance for making those movies funny. <laughs> hey, gay gay! I take full credit for all of it.
0: So, what was your question? So, do you call yourself an actor or a comedian?
1: Or I what? don't know. I mean, I, I think. Um, I podcast, I make my living as a podcaster, a stand-up comic, and an actor, right? I'm doing, up until recently, I was doing two TV shows. And now Kingdom, I got written out of because I'm starting my own show on ABC. Hopefully, we're shooting a pilot. But, uh, you know, I go where the work is you have to do that this business is changing so rapidly that if you're just an actor which i came out to be just an actor you will be broke it's very difficult because when you're a medium white guy like me why would you cast me i wouldn't cast me unless (laughs) the role called for a medium white guy i'm not even that talented i'm funny (laughs) but stand-up is um you nowadays with podcasting you can develop your own audience you right. have a niche audience, and then you go and perform live. So no matter what, I can make my mortgage, and I love it. But, yeah. but I just got so sick and tired of being an actor only because you have no control over your life. Yeah. You have no control.
0: Right. It's I mean, about-
1: Frank Grillo, who's been on this podcast, and I used to commiserate about being in our late 30s and early 40s and not having any money. And now Frank is a fucking movie star at 50. That's so rare, but I saw the kind of hustle it took. Right. you know i always say oh you want to be an actor oh you do oh cool you're competing against people like me like frank people who are in the like just in the trenches and waiting frank's out of the trenches now but you know it's just a crazy business right
0: so with your acting, you got your acting, the podcasting, and, and the comedy. Which one is your passion? Because like you said, you go where the money is. But yeah. which one? Stand would up. You-
1: stand up. It's like yeah. asking like a musician, you know, when they do a movie, how much they like it. It, it. It's always you go back to what you do anyway. My natural set point is to be right. a silly goose. I love writing, and I love doing it on stage. This is you know the surprise of showing up in front of five hundred strangers and and uh, writing an hour of comedy that has them in. stage, and you don't know them, very difficult to, to compete with that. Yeah. It's better than sex. <laughs> I mean, not really. Do you have, have you ever get seen me in bed? For hmm? <laughs> do I get, no, I don't get nervous for stand-up. It's so funny you asked that too because I did the Chicago theater and I was in front of 3,500 people and I had to do 50 minutes, 5-0. And somebody said, are you nervous before I went out? And it didn't dawn on me. It didn't even occur to me. Really? You it's even so natural because it's what I have been doing for so long that I don't um, put any, anything around it. You've yeah, got
2: a core fan base now, so it's like the people who come and see you and kind of not know what to expect, but they know, they, they know you, yeah, right? but that, that- they're coming for you, whereas people who are still, trying I guess, trying to make it in stand-up, they're still that's something to prove every time they go out, right?
1: But it's, it never leaves you because oh, the, the, what you, you have a, the problem with having a core audience or a following is that it becomes a responsibility. I can't go back to Calgary or to Canada with the same jokes. Yeah. It's not like music, man. You i got to come up with a work. whole new bag right. of tricks, especially if you have a following. Yeah, yeah. And and that's kind of the responsibility that never leaves you is that you you better keep coming up with ways to surprise your audience and be original. Isn't it a lot like being... Uh, a boxer on your level where you, you box somebody and they start to figure out your patterns, yeah. you've got to figure out, you've got to come up with a new set of patterns to surprise right. them or get really good at hiding the patterns you always go to.
0: Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it. Like You keep the basics right. Yeah. But the basics are always right. One and two. But then you've got to yeah. change the, the game plan. So that's kind of... Similar, right?
1: It never ends. It's like owning a business. Life is a verb. The idea that there's some set point where, you know, for all intents and purposes, somebody said, you, you've made it, you know, because I'm on a TV show and I've got this right. really popular podcast. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It doesn't. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Because, of course, I have to buy a house I can't afford. So now i got to fucking, you know, i got to, right. you know, I mean, it never ends. It's not even about that. It's more about i got to keep myself surprised. I have so much to do.
0: Yeah, that's one of the questions I had for you. Like, how do you do that? How do you keep motivated? Now you've got this Tesla. You've got a nice big house in Calabasas. Yeah. You, you're earning a decent living. Mm. How do you stay motivated to, to do better? Why, why are you not one of these people who... Because I know you're not, but who sit back and... Like, well, because,
1: together? because in my opinion, the only thing that matters as an artist is to try to be original. Right. The, 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 the public embrace as it gets larger, can ruin and dull your instrument. I hate to be to talk in this very sort of lofty, arty way because it annoys me. <laughs> but, but, but I'm being quite honest in that you better get back to why you're doing this. And so, so I'll give you an example. When you hear a great piece of music... I mean a great piece of music you hear somebody sing sometimes you ever feel that thing where you're in the car and you start to you want to cry. It's like grief and 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 joy are are having sex in your brain. Yeah. It's like you suddenly feel <laughs> like overly overwhelmingly generous. You forget you're afraid. Yeah. I do this joke where I'm like I go from wanting a biblical flood to wash all the a holes off the road to andra Day comes on <laughs> with rise up and I'm like even terrorists have. Mothers, you know, I want to hug everybody. <laughs> and so I think art in that sense is very important for a culture because it reminds, it, it, it is the cornerstone, it is the expression in high relief of its culture at, at its best. Think about, think about anything, think about American culture. American culture is a mixture of of all these wonderful races, especially black. What do you think rock and roll is? Mm-hmm. It was the gospel, it came from, it was inspired by the church, it was an expression of our spirituality, of our struggles, of racial struggle, right. of oppression. And then you, you hear this woman like Andrew Day get up who grew up in a one fucking bedroom with her mother. And she sings Rise Up at the Grammys. She does that tribute to the Bee Gees. And you're just like, I, I watched that and I went, whoa! I, I couldn't <laughs> help it. I was like, God damn! And I was alone. And I suddenly became like a black uh, preacher right so so in that sense the, the long story is what the what keeps me motivated is that art is inspiration it's ins, it, it's my job to inspire or at least surprise myself because i can because i am privileged enough to live in a country that allows me the opportunity to do that i have the you know representative government enough to eat all that shit God, that's a deep answer. I
0: know, a very deep answer. These when guys I are take, crying. Your engineers oh, okay. are fucking
2: tearing. <laughs> we, really, we, we got to the Grammys and the Bee Gees from yeah for motivation, what, from dude. Motivation,
0: that's what I do. Yeah. I take you on a circuitous route. Right. Yeah. You took us on a tri, uh, trail there. Yeah. Yeah. So, but obviously, you're not thinking about that shit when you're getting up to work in the morning, or you you got a, when you're
1: tired and it's time to time to go. What? What's- Look, man, it's like this: when you that you're right and I don't. So when you have to train and you you made it to a very high level, a bronze medal in the Olympics. You know, I am sure that training, a lot of the days when it was raining, when it was cold, when your body ached, training felt like getting into a cold bath. Yeah. It sucked on a level where you were just like, I don't. what am I doing? I don't like this anymore. It all sucks, and I don't even care about winning, right? right. And somehow you make it through and you win that, that, that bronze medal. And that doesn't even mean you're happy after that because right. you're the kind of guy that's never satisfied, yeah. I know. So it's the same idea. It's, it's sort of the same idea. Like trying to get creative and motivate yourself sometimes is like getting into a cold bath. But if you show up, see attendance, attendance, showing up is 60% of the battle. Yeah. Fucking just show up. I'm telling you, man, you sit in a chair. You get in the ring. If you show up to the gym, you're going to do something. Right, and I yeah. don't think being creative is any different. I don't think the muse has to hit you. The fucking great writers sit at their typewriter and wait for something to happen. But they have to sit at their typewriter. I can't believe I said typewriter. Are we in the <laughs> fucking 1960s? Well, you, did, you did turn 50 last month, right? I did. I'm half a century See, motherfucker. You've used ah. the typewriter. Like a typewriter. i got tight-fitting skin, though. <laughs> yeah. Marvel at my face for a second. Let's take a minute. And
2: go, what? <laughs> Did you, uh, do you find like having a break gives you more creative inspiration or do, you, find, do you, you just have to stay in it all the time?
1: I don't know. I don't know the answer. I suppose you have to... I mean, look, I have children. They, they are my break. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I am not... Nobody's going to accuse me of being you know, Michelangelo and painting the Sistine Chapel until the paint dripped in my eyes and I went blind. I'm not that... F- I wish I was. I wish I, I wish I forgot to eat because I was being so creative, but yeah. I don't. Yeah. So how, how
0: do you deal with your work life balance? That must be. I mean, you missus, you got two kids. Yeah. Podcast, comedy, acting. Where do you find time for your family?
1: Because you don't you don't put any any uh, fencing around work. Work is. Um, a form of expression and your family and your friends and your social life and boxing and tennis and whatever you do should inform that, inspe- that, that expression. You can be writing and working when you're driving, standing in line. You know, Fr- Francis Ford Coppola said that, um, he did the Godfather, all that. He said, um, screenplays are written on the hoods of cars and waiting in line. There's no, you know, there's no sacred space. Just always be creating. When you're boxing and you're thinking, you get better when you're fucking standing there in the shower thinking about the pattern and where you should move your head.
0: So when... You're with your family. Mm. Is your mind on work or is it on family? It's on other girls. Now let me explain.
1: Because <laughs> um, I cheat. Where's the camera? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's the matter? Is this a puritanical podcast? Man get his dick wet once in a fucking while without losing his fucking house. Ha huh? The girls are too hot. I hope my wife hears this. What do you got to say about it? Sorry. Sorry. Is this... Is this a, what were you asking? Uh, no. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. What did you ask me for real? I, I asked you, when you're with your... Your family
0: it wears your mind up. Well that's what that's what's great (laughs)
1: no that's what's great about I answered it. Well that's what's great about kids is that they make you they force you to be in the moment. My kids I'm not allowed to be on my phone. Right. I gotta be there with them. Yeah, definitely. And well, I wanna teach them things. I think what I love about my children is I get to teach them things. I'm the gonna bring know? I'm sending them to Box and Burn, by the way, very soon.
0: Yeah, we for real. We, we trained you know that I'm
1: you know that I'm now I'm very close to you. Oh that's right. Yeah, yeah. So so I one hundred percent am sending uh, my, my son and my daughter. My, my son's only five, he's still a little young, so we yeah, need we'll get him in.
0: We'll get him yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, I know I struggle with it a lot in Glendos as well, but when we're with our kids, it's it's so hot. You've got to switch your phone off, but it's so hard to switch your mind off see, yeah. see the Did thing is with me the, the, the first thing I think of when I wake up in the morning is work mm. and the last thing before I go to sleep is work and that was <laughs> the same with boxing when I was boxing first thing in the morning and I'm just thinking about the thing all, all the time yeah. unless I get some wine or something to, to switch mm-hmm. us off mm-hmm. I, I find it really hard do you have trouble with switching off always what do you always.
1: do Uh, It's always a continual struggle, you know, Um, and I think that what's interesting about that is that the goodies come from the fact that you're obsessed, you know, this is why you, you have this incredibly successful gym, you know, I was talking about this, what you've done with this gym, and I've seen so many gyms fail, and I've seen so many gyms come and go and you open this boxing gym in this in this garage, in this warehouse sort of thing and there's no sign, you know, right off Lincoln and it's, you can't get in. It's too crowded to even get in. Well, what is it about that? You know, you, it's you have, it's it's Glenn. It's, it's Glenn and it's his adorable <laughs> tattoos on his calves and his beautiful blonde hair. But, but also it's the fact that you were able to organize this place where you created a, a very satisfying experience for your customers. Right. That takes a great deal of obsessive work. Yeah. And I think that like it goes back to, your biggest strength is your biggest weakness. How do you shut yeah. it off? That's the art of life. Well, nobody teaches us the art of life. you to shut it off? I mean, well, I, think, I, I think, so. think you do for your children yeah. to an extent, yeah. right? Like, um, I think to an extent you have to at least be present and, and the children and your wife and people, people need to be seen. They want to be seen right. and they want, to, you can never say, so, so we all have an emotional life. And the biggest mistake you can make, for example, when you're arguing with somebody uh, is, to, is to say your, your, your emotions are stupid or your emotions don't matter mm. or you're being uh, an idiot. The problem with that is that whatever those emotions are, and I have this trouble with my wife because she's a woman. She thinks very differently. Mm. But those emotions she's having are very real to her. Right. I may not agree with the origins of the emotion. Maybe the origins of what she thinks I did are wrong, but it doesn't matter because she feels that way. And if you don't look and, f- and, and understand and see that emotion in her and in your children, and if you don't acknowledge that emotion, because mm-hmm. think about why we get mad. We get mad when people don't understand where we're coming from, man. We get mad when people don't honor our frustrations, our pain, our our suffering, our work. When somebody disrespects you, what you get mad about is the fact that they're not taking into account the work it took to get here. When you see a a young man hit an old lady and take her purse, it's a much graver injustice because that young man is not honoring what it took that woman, no matter what it was, to get to that age of 80. You're You're not honoring her journey. So human beings want to be acknowledged for what they've been through. They want, to, they want to be acknowledged for what they're feeling. And I think a family is the same way. The way you manage a family is by taking that into account. And actually, even if you have to fake it, bro, that's the other thing. Even if you have to fake it, you've got to be pretending to listen. Because we fucking have trouble listening. Yeah. Because, because you know why? Because, there's, because you, you want to talk to me about my wife wanted me to talk to me about, she was telling me where they were going and she had this thing and another story and it's not paying the bills, bro. And I'm not learning anything. So I'm like, holy shit, somebody get me the fuck out of here. I'm bored. Yeah. But, but I'm like, but, I'm like, um, but, but I've am like but i learned how to go, mm? wow, oh yeah. yeah, of course, babe. Yeah, right. And I, I look at my eyes. Like my eyes narrow and I, I, I furrow my brow <laughs> and I laugh <laughs> at the wrong things. I could give a shit. And the whole time I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. Why can't I be attracted? to guys so i could marry one i wish i liked dick but i don't so now i gotta live with a fucking alien yeah yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> look man my son i got him dead to rights my son i completely understand hungry tired he likes to fight stab and shoot it's all penetration my daughter's just a fucking alien She likes to twirl. I'm like, why are you twirling? Why would you turn your back (laughs) on your enemies like that? makes no sense. I
2: love how you could just go from, like, the deepest shit ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love... um, I'm a comedian. I love uh, going out with you. I've not not been out for a while, but I remember...
1: I miss you. I really miss you. I want to say that on record. You are... We had so much goddamn fun, and then... I stopped coming to Boxenburg because I went, I followed Wayne McCulloch, who I love, but he was, I met him here, yeah. and then I it, the only, I followed him initially because I couldn't come here because there was no shower, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, you know, and so anyway, I went there, but I, but I miss you, I miss hanging yeah, out. Yeah, I miss hanging out, I mean, yeah. <clears> we had too much fun. It
0: was one of the first times I went out, we went to Scopa with Brendan and a couple other people, and you were buying some really expensive red wine for us, so yeah. we were getting tips on this red wine, and I was... I've met you a few times. I trained you a lot in here and I, and I knew, knew who you were and all that. Uh, but then I was sitting here and you were talking and, you were, and I was thinking, this bloke is a proper smart bastard. He's <laughs> very, very smart and intelligent. And then you start telling us about the books that you were reading and all that. And I'm getting drunk and I'm thinking, wow, I'm just in awe of Brian. Just like, <laughs> wow, this guy. I'm just older. This guy, like right now, and <laughs> and that's, that's one thing that you really made me realise is with age, you get experience and you learn more and I, and I, and I yes. knew that from you. But as well with you reading all your books and all that, I remember that night I got an Uber home and I was drunk of all this red wine you'd bought us and we were getting an Uber home and I went on Amazon and I was drunk and I was Ordering all these books, meditation, four work, week, all these. Good. I've never read a book in my life though, right? right? So I forget it, i go to bed uh, next year, wake up and there's all these books. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh,
1: shit, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> last, last, and I still haven't read one of those books. Well, you know, that's, it's an important... I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, when you're older and you've done some reading, what happens is you can come off with younger people as being smart. And that's a very tricky word because... <clears throat> You're a very smart guy. I know you are. I'm sure you're very smart. I, I know how good a trainer you are, and I know how you can mix it up. And if Brendan speaks highly of you, then, then you're definitely a smart guy. And so there's this idea that, well, Brian's smart, um, but no. In fact, I've just been exposed to different ideas. And I could, I could break down those books for you in, in a half hour or less, probably 15 minutes, and you would be able to absorb those ideas, and it would change your perspective. And, it, and, and you would be, quote, unquote, smarter. Really, you just have more knowledge based on... Right. It'd be like if you saw me boxing and I was, I was doing some... I don't know what I was doing. I was doing open-hand kung fu technique. And you're like, Brian, you're going to get punched in the face if your hand isn't up and there's a different way to do it. It's literally b- learning how to build an intellectual arsenal, you right. know an intellectual f- framework, scaffolding for how to... And you know why education is important, in my opinion? I think education is important... Because it teaches you the difference between a good idea and a bad idea. It teaches you the meaningful difference between things. And one thing you'll find is that people that don't know as much will always compare things. They'll say, ah, that's just like this. It's the smart people that can tell you the difference between right. this and that, between A and B. And when they articulate the difference, usually what you do as a human being is you go, you know, I felt that, but I didn't know how to articulate that. I didn't understand how to articulate that. And what you see a lot of times, like in in our politics now, when you see the right and the left, you watch the Trump team and you watch the liberal team. And the liberal team, what they do, the way they fight Trump is they go, you are a sexist, a homophobe, a racist, and a shithead. And then the the drum team goes, "You guys are liars. You're dishonest. You're not American. You're pieces of shit." And all that. And nobody ever gets anywhere. There's no yeah. no no ideas transfer right. between parties. That, right?
2: That that's because of the way the the media in this country's set up. Because it's so separate. It's so separate. It's just like this channel's going to feed me this. This that's channel's right. going to feed me that. There's nothing. So now that, we don't know. Yes. Nothing gets crossed. Yes. Yeah, so now we don't the only time know. The ever we, gets crossed is in the presidential debates and that's even not then that great.
1: But that's a very good and astute point because so you have you have one you have a liberal media over here, you have a conservative media over here. They're not talking to each other. Yeah. And depending on who is president, that one let one media machine bolsters their agenda mm-hmm. and the other one criticizes it. It's and what happens is we just keep two camps. And where- you know
2: the, the underlying problem of all that is they're in the business of entertainment and ratings and nothing else. That's right. That's and, the and, and
1: so, so what education can help you do is to come up with a different idea. Yeah,
2: we talking about fucking
0: politics for you.
1: No, 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 no. He started no, it. He started no, Brian it. Brian on the podcast and we're sitting here <laughs> talking about fucking Donald Trump. No, not not no. It's it's not even about Trump. It's just about knowing like when something is a threat and knowing how to fight it. Right. You need that in fucking life, dude. If you have if you have the education board and they tell your daughter, they say, Hey, listen, man. Your daughter, uh, the school lunch, because somebody hijacked the Food and Nutrition Board, school lunches now could be 25% simple sugars. And you, as an athlete, go, hold on, my daughter's drinking chocolate milk which has as much uh, as as much sugar as a soda and she has a snickers bar and a piece of pizza right. i wonder why my daughter is having problems concentrating or whatever as an educated guy you sh- you know you go wait i've done some reading on nutrition i know something about being an athlete i don't think that's the best thing for him. that's an example of how education can help you fight right. a bad idea that's so all. do you think with with
0: edu- with education your education is a, a lot comes from reading books.
1: I think it comes from reading books. I think it comes from the benefit of having um, b- b- been brought up around people that also read books and could show me and teach me where to look for the good ideas right. and how to expose myself to good ideas to make my own mind up. Yeah. I think that that's important. You know, I I, I don't. I, what bums me out is that education feels like this far off thing for most of us. Like, ah, it's for you over there. It's not. Yeah. It's not that hard to educate yourself. Well,
0: I believe everyone learns different, and yeah. reading books for
2: you, it works for you, or it might not work for me.
1: Right. It might like,
0: something
2: work. It, there's knowledge is power, right? That's pretty much a good, a good way to sum it up. Yeah. But I think so, someone whose um, knowledge and education experiences come from streets or a struggle or whatever can be smarter than somebody who's well, like that, i read about, books and well, now I've, you're yeah, talking about two, you know d- I mean? two
1: different types of intelligence two totally different well, types one, of intelligence, one is one is theoretical smarter in different ways yeah one one they is you can get
2: stuff done in different ways you can be more successful in different ways well you need both
1: so, right so we yeah, yeah, need the, it totally. so, so i'm not gonna so i could read all the books in the world on boxing and come to you and say dude uh eddie futch in his book you got to keep your hand up and you would say that's great brian sometimes yeah that's great brian It depends. Why do you know that? You have practical fucking knowledge. So there's theoretical knowledge and practical knowledge. They both inform each other. You can use both. That's why you get a coach who teaches you, you know. It's funny
0: when Brendan retired from fighting, full-time podcasting, I met him for coffee. Uh, I think one of the first times I met him for coffee after there. And he fucking come up with a book in his hand like this. He'd been reading the book. I went, you've been hanging around with Brian too much. <laughs> I said, oh, oh, no. He's reading like Steve Jobs' book. But, right. he, but, I, but he's, he's smart as well. Brennan's yeah, very well, smart so Brennan well. What
1: happened to Brennan was he was around some of my friends. And we were talking. And Brennan realized he didn't really know a lot of what we were saying. Right. And he, but he wanted to. And so he started asking me some questions. And, you know, again, very smart guy. He just needed to be told where to look. Right. That's all it is, man. Yeah. And, you know, you, you the- said it yourself. You got you went, this motherfucker's smart. I want to learn this stuff. And right. you ordered a bunch of books. Yeah. Now, nobody told you how to read those books. You can't just fucking order a bunch of books. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You, gotta, you need somebody to kind of bring you through it a little
0: bit. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because I, I really want... I remember that night when you were telling us about these. I was like, I need this in my life. You, you yeah. be, I think that meditation book, what was it called?
1: Um, was it The Art of Learning, maybe? I'm sure it was or called or was meditation.
0: It? Maybe I ordered the wrong book. Maybe. No, you said it was definitely called meditation, meditation. by some.
1: Uh,
0: if you told me the author, I, I would be able to remember.
1: I uh, can't remember. But you should be my student. I want you in knickers, and I'll have a ruler, and I'm going to spank your fucking ass, or maybe just frap your knuckles <laughs> English style. Didn't you guys get paddled? Paddled? What's that? Did like, you get you know, like a paddle taken to your backside? Not me, mate. Not in no? school. Not did maybe. you get hit in school? Not in the 50. british system no no i
0: mean i'm i'm 31 you're fucking 50 if i was 50 <laughs> if i was 50 back ma- in the day maybe maybe my parents did do you know what me you're you're three years younger than me dad oh. <laughs> that's so crazy my dad's 53 that's why I w- i've
1: always wanted you to call me daddy <laughs> so
0: uh, moving forward brian like now like we say well, you're, you're successful you, you you seem successful from the outside looking yeah. in What's your goals now? Like, I know you've just told me you thinking you'll get a new TV show for yourself, and, yeah. and that, but what what's what's your real goals and it's ambitions? Funny, it's
1: funny, man. I, I feel like I'm living my goals, and uh, so That's everything, awesome. yeah, and so everything is. Uh, I guess it gets like I feel so lucky, and I don't think it gets better; it gets more. I mean, there are certain things I want to do, like I'm writing a script that Joe Carnahan has helped me on. Uh, You're writing a script? Yeah. Oh, nice. And so Joe Carnahan's been kind of helping me through this because he really liked the idea. Yeah. It's a big challenge to write a movie, but with a guy like that in my corner, that that's a challenge. So, that, that, anything, I like doing anything difficult. That's why I like boxing. Yeah, it's yeah. impossible because sparring is. Well, fucking impossible. Yeah. But I like doing it because it humbles me yeah. Yeah. and it makes me. It, it, it You know what? I, I like doing things that are difficult because it opens different channels in my brain. Right. So I guess, I, I guess the answer is I want to keep understanding and I want to keep creating. You seem like you're just hungry for more and more. Success. Always, I'm always hungry. I've never not been hungry. That's yeah. I mean, I have so much to do. Look, I get it from my father. The dude is seventy fucking six years old. He obsesses over his golf swing, and he speaks fluent Italian. All he does is practice his Italian. He he, with a woman in Italy, he skypes. Now, for me, I'd be like, I'd have to be like, you know. But he skypes, and he she gives him a lesson for two hours at a time. How about that? Wow. At 76. And I said, why are you learning Italian? He goes, because if I stop doing this, I will die. Really? Yeah, he keeps himself occupied. So life, again, is a verb. There's no getting there. What's that that phrase we said before? You
0: don't get old. You don't stop working out because you get old. You get old because you stop working out. It's kind of the same thing with the brain, right? 100%. On a scale of 1 to 10, have you got that list? On a scale of 1 to 10, Brian, what would you
1: say you're at for boxing? For boxing? On a scale of one to ten, honestly, uh, for 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 what? For what though? You know, for a fifty-year-old no, actor?
0: No, not no for a fifty-year-old actor. For for a for a, a guy who's in boxing fitness training. For um, a, um, actor.
1: I don't want to give myself any credit at all, so I'm going to say a three. But maybe <laughs> other off. people would say I'm a little better than that. Come on, what would it be? I, I, I all I know is that you, you know 50, you're better than a three. No, no, at least, you're better than a three. At least after three years, I spar as much as possible. And um, and I've gotten to a point where I can where I have patterns where I can like if the guy's not a real boxer I can I can I can hit you Uh, I I, you know uh, so I don't know what that I don't know Uh, maybe maybe a four four Four.
2: Glenn's got some so there's a little league table here of what a league table of celebrities and actors who are boxers. Well, uh, Brendan
1: Schaub saw me the other day, yeah, and I did a little moving around with somebody, and I was hitting mitts, and Brendan. I, this is a huge compliment to me because I was taking a shower and he goes, "Hey, dude, I know you, I make fun of you, but you can straight up box." Yeah. And that was cool to hear from him because yeah. he doesn't give it away. <laughs> so I don't believe him, but I'll take it. It was yeah. nice to hear. Well,
0: I, well, when I was training you, I, I would definitely give you a, a high eight. When I was training you, but really? when you're training with someone else, you pull right. you back down to a three. Yeah. God damn it! Go. <laughs> you won't you won't train me. You don't
1: care yeah. about me. So anymore. I
2: had I had Stallones at the top, right? Sylvester Stallone gotta be the top. Uh, has,
1: has anyone actually seen in box on, outside hold on, of? Hold on, hold on. we got to stop. Sylvester Stallone is not at the top. I'm going to take him down cuz if he's at the top then I'm above him. Well he's only at the top nah, cuz a- and I'm above him when he fought What? when He's only at the top. Sylvester Slone and he's dear. Hey look at me he motherfucker. You. Listen to me right <laughs> now. You take that dear. shit back. You put him in the ring with me in his day and I'm talking his best day and I'm 50 right now and I will fu- I will knock him nah, out. Yeah. i will not you not put not all a your money on me, all right? Look at me in the eye right now. Don't ever fucking mention Sylvester Sloan I love him. And he's dear. I love him. And he's dear. I love him in his day, but I'm not hearing a fucking peep out of that guy. Not a peep.
0: In his day. He's, yeah. about, he's about 70 yeah. now. But in his day in his, day.
1: in his pit when? When, when he's just 30? In. Put him in the ring. <laughs> my hands are already Who else hot. Have we got? My hands are already getting hot.
2: Mario Lopez.
1: I hear he's good. I, I, I yeah. can't, I'm, Mario's been boxing a long time. I don't want any part of Mario. Uh,
2: Hilary Swank. <clears throat> uh, I, I'll have sex with her.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, Frank Grillo.
1: Frank, I, I'm, not getting, in, I'm not getting. I'm not getting in the ring. Be on. <laughs> oh, could we be we on. did a little jiu-jitsu. We rolled one time. That was fine. But I'm not getting in the ring with that guy. He boxes way too much. He's been doing it since he's 19, and he's got a screw loose. And I'm not going to. <laughs> he's get...
0: definitely got a screw loose. He's, he comes and he hits the bag for two hours he by himself, box. just smashing the yeah. bag. Of pieces.
1: For an actor, that guy can box.
0: True or false? Yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. I think he's, yeah. he's he's great. Look, you would think he, he was spars. a professional boxer. He spars. Yeah. He spars with pros, and he gets hit, and he gets hurt. Yeah. He's and he still does it. I want no part of Frank.
2: Frank.
1: Frank is the toughest. Guy, toughest actor in Hollywood. Are we putting my Frank
2: opinion. at the top of the boxing table? You have to, Amy. Yes. What? <laughs> I'm looking,
1: hold, on, hold on. I, oh, fucking, I, will, use, I will fucking <laughs> use my kung fu on both of you right now. <laughs> oh, my fucking hand. I'm, this is the ego clock. Do you see that <laughs> on the fucking camera? I will rip your. I will stop your heart with one a day. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Who else we go? Who else we
2: got? Uh, next, Mickey Rourke.
1: I love Mickey Rourke. I, I don't care I, I would never I'm sure he would beat me because he's Mickey Rourke and I love him so much and he's also big and he did box when he was younger and he came from an abusive background and I love him and in many ways he's my favourite actor so yes Mickey Rourke would break my jaw because I would I, would, I, I wouldn't even lift my hands to him you know him.
0: what in his deer I think, I, think I think Mickey Rourke was a bit of a boy in his deer he but, was uh, uh, out, no he's just no, tough no, did you no, see his last hurt. fight yeah, 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 that was in sad. Russia. Yeah, yeah, that was
1: weird. But yeah. Mickey, when he was younger, did a little boxing. He's big and athletic. He's big and strong. You know, maybe in his day he was in his day. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, Wahlberg, Mark Walberg.
1: Um, I've never seen him box. Well, I, I I met him and he was a little mean to me so I'm telling you what right happened? now I would fight him right now. Yeah. Tell us what happened. And I don't know how good a boxer so is and I don't care. Right now, just no, 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 it's okay. <laughs> cool. it, 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 if we're going to fight and if I started losing as a boxer I would grab, I would double leg him and I'd pick him up <laughs> and I would climb him I'd bring him to the ground and he'd be in my world and I'm not even a good jiu-jitsu guy but I did wrestle for a long fucking time. Both <laughs> you fucking boxers should know that. So mind your peace and cues because I know you'd light me up with your hands I start using my feet I start going right see right down here me, you wouldn't get you there. see that dude see that right there that's 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 this is where what's uh-oh that i look at you i go uh-oh and now you're <laughs> in deep water and now you smell me <laughs> yeah. yeah what's that called that hold i don't know dude it's just we just me getting, the getting a hold of your legs come on man why was uh, you not nice to you them? know what i was uh i had i was sitting at a table with will ferrell and derek cheater and mark Wahlberg and jeremy piven and i kind of said hi i smiled at him to say hi because we were across the table and he snubbed me and didn't smile and i was like whoa oh okay and he kind of looked at me like i was some dude i was like well if you, well, you can't do that to me because i I'm, my ego is very big <laughs> and, and i'm you. already jealous of you and your career and, and and you're shorter than i am and you're not the athlete i am so if we gotta if we gotta mix it up We'll fucking mix it up. And please understand that as much as I love you in movies and The Fighter, the guy in The Fighter that I really love was Christian Bale, and I'll play your role right fucking now. And I'll tell you something else about him, and I like him. I mean, he's a good actor. He's a good guy, I'm sure. I got a little problem with him. Anything he can do, I can do better. How's that sound? As an actor.
2: Sounds great. I feel like I'm on uh, WWE Raw right here. Yeah, yeah dude, I play around.
1: <laughs> By the way, if, Marianne, if Mark Wahlberg walked in and he, was, and he was just remotely nice to me, I'd be like, hey, how are you? I'd, I'm a two-faced. I have no backbone, I don't have any staying power, and I never stay angry. All he'd have to do is smile. And I'd be like, hey, what's up, man? Like, I'm a huge fan. So I'm a liar. But I'm, say, I'm, I'm very brave, like, here. Go on. Russell uh, Crowe? Well, I heard Russell Crowe's a bully. So um, yeah. I would have enjoyed very much fighting him wow. again. If you're a bully and you walk around like you're a tough guy, I, uh, there's one, I'm one hundred percent going to fight with you. Why is he a bully?
0: And Why did he, that you that? I've
1: just know. heard stories that he was very difficult. Maybe it's because he drank a lot. He's a very talented guy, right. you know. But but his career kind of fell off a little bit because he was difficult, from what I understand. And I've just heard that he could be uh, he could be phys- not, Because he was sort of this big, thick Aussie. And when you're on a film crew with a lot of artists, nobody's physical. So actors love to, you know, macho actors, like myself, but not as much because I know how tough I'm not. But a lot of macho actors have never really been punched in the face. Never really did a lot of sports when they were younger. They will tend to... um, ruffle their feathers they like to walk around like you know don't mess with that guy he's a rogue he's a real rogue he he may be good at making believe and wearing makeup but not making a mistake he's also legit he's also got a legit <laughs> imagine, side not, you know. you see it all the time yeah, you're a yeah. fucking you're a real yeah. you're a real fighter how many actors like me come in and and you know i i like when i hit mitts I like pretending. I, I, I literally, at fifty, still try to act like a tough guy. Like I like I w- I want the girls in the class to watch me. That's how sad <laughs> I am. And no actor's any different. But if it came down to you know, again, you punch me in the face, and all of a sudden it all goes out the window. So, yeah. So, so the, the who is this we were talking about? We got
2: Jake Gyllenhaal and Chris Brown left.
1: I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't think he's a boxer, but I like him as an actor, yeah. and I, th- I think he seems like a good guy. Um, uh, d- he, he wants no part of me. Uh, <laughs> That's what I heard. Uh, now, Chris Brown is a good dancer. Really? Yes, and he looks very athletic. And so if Chris Brown has technique, I think Chris Brown might light some people up. Andy's he's a rogue. And he's a, real he's, a real rogue. Rogue. he's a real rogue. He bites girls and hits them. <laughs> he's a rogue. <laughs> Do you know you've met all these celebrities rogue. and all, and all, all these... Uh... <laughs> you know who beat me up was James Caan. We had a scene and he had to keep beating me up. And uh, you know James Caan? Godfather, Sonny from yeah, Godfather. Yeah, right, yeah. And he was on Las Vegas and uh, he, was Las very, Vegas. Yeah, he was very... Uh, He's very old, rough right. with me. He's, he, he, How old is he? He fancies himself a tough guy. He right. hangs with mafia guys. He must be 60. He's, he's a million years old. He's very old right now. He's a fossil. I think he's like 80. <laughs> For real.
0: So, all these celebrities you've, you've met and hang around with, do you ever get starstruck? I asked Frank the same question, and I've got a feeling that your answer is going to be the same.
1: Um, the only person that I was starstruck, there are two people that are kind of starstruck with who I spent legit time with. One was Bruce Springsteen. I talked to him for an hour and a half about music, about how he writes songs, about acoustics, because I'm a comic, and we were talking about how theaters make a big difference. Yeah. Of course, he plays the L.A. Coliseum, and I play fucking, you know, uh, Laugh Boston, which I'll be, <laughs> I'll be at Laugh Boston March 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Come on out, guys, but only if you like laughing super fucking hard <laughs> for an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> okay, back to, to this. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and then the other one was Tom Cruise. I did a reading with Tom Cruise. I spent about five hours with him. And then I saw him at an Oscar party on, uh, where I danced next to Madonna, next to her. <laughs> and, uh, but there was everybody who was famous. And then I started talking to Tom Cruise because I did a reading with him and uh, he, we had this really long hour-and-a-half conversation. And I was like, maybe we'll be friends. I was like, I'll join Scientology if I can be friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even make out with him as a straight man. I don't give a shit. I just want to be friends with him. Then that never happened. He right. got into an SUV with curtains, not even tinted windows. They really had curtains right. like Next the way level. a king does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What Frank said, and I thought you would have said the same, was he doesn't get uh, starstruck by Actors but for by athletes, by boxers or, or martial
1: artists. Yeah. I do too.
0: Yeah. I thought you were I don't know panel. though, Tony, you
1: know, because I you know, I have some experience now with with uh boxing and fighting and what happens to people when they retire and right. when how how un how thankless it can be for a lot of fighters the price you pay um, when you have this incredible skill and it's so hard to be a great fighter but it's very difficult to make a living afterwards uh, you know a lot of fighters are impulsive a lot of fighters don't have um people telling them what to do with their yeah. money there's a lot of problems and so uh, you pay a physical price so i um I always am starstruck around fighters. I have so much respect for boxers and fighters. Yeah. Maybe because I've tried doing it and I know how hard it is, but also because it's the rawest form of sport, right. you know, isn't it? I mean, fighting. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, Especially yeah. MMA still. It's also no joke, man. Like, when you, when you get into a ring and you're going to box. Wrestling is so different, and jujitsu is so different because you can be passive, you can have a great time. When you're boxing, there's no way to not hurt each other at a higher level. Right. You guys are hitting each other. and
0: Well, that, that, scary. that MMA, for me, is even more scary because I grew up boxing, but when they shut that cage and then they lock it, it's like it's someone's like, about to get it, knocked it, out. It's, yeah. way, no, more, it's way
2: more, um, what's the word? like? Uh, it, yeah, than... than uh, uh, Boxing is like I think like it's classy, it's historic, or like but the MMA side of it with the what cage, put, well, Joe, Joe Rogan, where they search Joe, you down yeah. before you go in the cage and all that. Joe it's Rogan like really says, intense.
1: Yeah. yeah, Joe Rogan said it's as close to watching two men or women kill each other with their bare hands as yeah. you can get.
2: I, I always
0: say it's modern day Rome. Yeah. It is. Did you see that movie, um, the Jimmy Fox one where he was a slave? What was that again? It was a great oh. film.
1: Oh, f- uh, um, Django.
0: Yeah, yeah, I loved that film. Mm-hmm. But well, they've got the the rich guys got the two black men rolling yeah. around fighting to the death. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, but not to the death. Right. That's what it's
1: like. And it's like, I've thought sometimes, like, how the hell is this illegal? Really? Yeah, but there's so much technique. And I think it's, it's as, when you have a ref. And the other thing is that with, with MMA, at least when you get knocked out, it's over or at least when you get submitted it's over with boxing you get lifted back up and you can fight again you've been concussed right. and you can have that happen to you three times in a row which is yeah. what causes the real damage scary yeah and I think that in that sense boxing is more dangerous right I you know
0: well this has been a really good and fun podcast and I've really enjoyed it we've got a request of someone called uh, Brad Dobbin saying before you get Brian to go can you have him do a
1: Macam accent a Sunland accent like me so oh, well, I've been I've been listening to you, and I'm trying try, trying to do that. You've got you've got sort of you, it's all in the front of your mouth, you know, talk like that. I'm not I'm not sure where you're from. But Scottish, I sound a bit really. I sound yeah. a bit Scottish, but um, it's a mate mate mate, you say mate. Mate. I do. Mate. I fucking I fucking love it. I fucking, I fucking love, love it. That sounds say. good. I like That's that. I bad. fucking love it. Not bad. it. About Blackburn. Blackburn, 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 Blackburn is from Liverpool right, or what uh, is, that? <laughs> is that, down south, <laughs> Liverpool, North, Liverpool. North, North. North. Lancashire, Lancashire. Mm-hmm.
0: Brian if people want to find you, where can they find you, right at
1: Box and Burn, I'll be here yeah, training six hours a day yeah. with my shirt off and a bandana, <laughs> hope you don't mind that, my shorts will be tight, my shorts will be tight, but my heard, shorts we- will be too tight, how's that sound, I'll do damage to my genitals, You know what I'm saying, buddy? You've got a sausage on you as well. I got a piece on me. And that's the most important thing about this podcast. Just know that if I had my pants off and these guys had their pants off and I was 10 hut, if you know what I mean, (laughs) at attention, all right, I would do... D dwarf these two amateurs. Okay? I would fucking dwarf the blondes. Okay? Because they got a couple nubs. They walk around with their four-inch nubs from England, and along comes the fucking Italian sausage. You can find you can find me at at Brian Callum B R Y-A-N-C-A-L-L-E-N or just turn on your telly. I'm on every fucking channel there is. You know why? Because I'm six feet tall and I'm successful as shit, so I'll see you filthy animals later. What the fuck am I even doing here? Hold (laughs) mitts for me. Hold mitts. Hold mitts.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Thanks,
1: man. Thank you.